your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Or if this is your first one, welcome to your first one podcast. All right, so the question we have for today is from Courtney, and it says, Hey, Carson, I've been watching all of your videos. I've got a barrel horse who is coming along pretty okay, except for when she doesn't want to cooperate. Ha ha. Uh, When I try to go up the alleyway, she will fight me a whole lot, and all she wants to do is go back to the trailer. I've been working her around the trailer and trying to let her rest in the alleyway. Is there anything else I could do? All right. So, yes, Courtney, there is a lot of other things you can do. Now, one thing that you need to know is you've got some things kind of working against you because uh, generally with barrel horses, it's if they're not if they're not done just right, it will kind of fry their brains and they will get hotter and hotter and get more tense and more tense, more, uh, just less soft. And it's really tricky with barrel horses. Like nobody really does this, but if they wanted to keep a barrel horse of sound mind, which is, uh, the root of all this stuff, which we're going to get into in a minute, but if you take like a like a reining horse versus a barrel horse, uh, both horses do high speed maneuvers. Have uh, you know that's a lot of pressure on a horse to perform like that to make turns those hard uh, that hard. And uh, it's kind of interesting if you ever look at the footfall pattern of a reining cow horse when he fences a cow and when a barrel horse turns a barrel, it's almost the exact same uh, maneuver, but for whatever reason, and we'll talk about the reason in a minute, but, you know, generally speaking, barrel horses are always pushing through the bit out in front of you, really bracy at higher speeds, where, like, reining cow horses, they can walk, trot, and lope on a loose rein. They enter the arena on a loose rein uh, with a natural head carriage, and they do their high, their all their high-speed stuff, and they leave the arena with their head down and at a walk on a loose rein. Okay. So, uh, now granted, yeah, you know, a barrel horse has to run all the way to the end, but, uh, you know, normally the horse stays, the barrel horse will stay kind of jacked up and high headed and prancing and pushing through the bit, uh, until you get all the way back to the trailer and get to where you just walk it around for a little while. But anyways, the point is, is you've got some stuff going against you because, With the nature of your sport, generally how those barrel horses are trained, it's going to make them hotter and it's going to get their self-preservation to get higher and higher and higher. So, you know, we've talked about this before, but Buddy Sour is nothing more than a horse's self-preservation rising up in him saying, hey, you are not okay here. You're not comfortable. You need to go somewhere where you get more relief and more comfort and more security. Now, usually that is another horse. That's what we call buddy sour or another or barn, barn sour, etc. But it's all magnets and it is all a horse's mind 
not feeling okay being mentally there with you in the moment and all they can think about is getting back to where they will be mentally okay. So, you know, a lot of people invest in their horse's physical soundness, uh, especially rail racers. You know, they'll spend thousands of dollars on hawk injections and all that. But you have to remember, you also have to invest in their mental soundness because, especially with a barrel horse, the nature of the sport, uh, if you're not careful and you don't keep them mentally balanced as you uh, bring your horse along, then they'll get worse and worse. Okay, now kind of to the original question all of that stuff is what you're gonna do besides just working her really really hard at the trailer and letting her rest in the alleyway uh so what i mean by that is like it's really important to cross train no matter what sport you're doing you know uh a really really good thing to do that would help her a whole lot is uh just pay the entry fee or save a little money and do an exhibition and just walker or long trotter through the barrel pattern at that exhibition. And, uh, you know, you can even change it up a little bit, kind of pretend like you're going to go in and turn the first barrel and then halfway there, just start trotting a couple circles and then go to the other barrel. So mix it up a little bit. That will help with her anticipation. It'll help her want to mentally think more about you and what you're actually asking her to do, not just doing a pre-programmed autopilot kind of thing. But anyways, when you start doing all this cross-training, particularly in an arena and around the pattern, uh, taking it slow, doing a, you know, stopping in between barrels and having her side pass or back up three steps, walk forward four, back up three, doing things like that, uh, is really going to help her see that not every time she gets around a barrel, it's going to be really fast and really stressful kind of things. Uh, probably one of the best things you can do for a barrel horse is for every, for every time you run a pattern at full speed, uh, walk and walk and trot the pattern five times over for every one run that you do. Uh, so that's going to help a lot. Now, obviously, you know, all the stuff in the, uh, all the stuff in the virtual clinic is all like mental cross training. And for those of you who don't know, the virtual clinic is a, a section on the buckaroocrew.com, which is a whole lot of videos of me uh, helping people do problem solving and things like that with their horses. So you can just go on there if you want to see uh, the virtual clinic actually happening in front of you. But, you know, getting a horse really good at all that, getting a horse really sure uh, really good thing to do with a barrel horse is, you know, the, generally a barrel racer is really good at, I mean, they probably overdo it and overbend them a little too much, a little too often. But one thing they are really good at getting a horse to do is bend his neck, bend his neck, bend his neck, but you don't see many of them. They get half of it. You know, they get the lateral flexion, but you don't see a lot of barrel horses that can go along with a little bit of contact on the bit and be able to maintain vertical flexion, uh, that would help a whole lot as well to just, you know, teach your horse to soften in their neck and in their face and be really pliable to the rain pressure. Uh, cause you know, generally a barrel horse, they'll throw their head up real kind of high, push against the bit a little bit. And, uh, so anything you can help do to 
balance out what you know is going to be created from the nature of your sport. And, you know, the only reason she's wanting to go to the trailer is because she's uncomfortable with where she's at now. So continue working her around the trailer and try to rest and try to let her rest in the alleyway. That will help. But this is where in uh, a lot of these podcasts we cover, talk about buddy sour. We always say now, remember the buddy sour exercise, working them where they're, they want to be and letting them rest where they don't, where they, uh, don't want to be, we'll balance that out. Uh, there's videos of that on the, uh, buckaroocrew.com also, but, uh, doing that, that's kind of like one side of a two-sided coin. Uh, and once you, you know, once you kind of think about it, okay, the reason this horse is, uh, fighting me and mentally and physically only wanting to be at the trailer or wherever is because he's not comfortable. He's not sure of, of everything. His self-preservation is, is high and it's putting those walls up and it's basically doing everything short of forcing that horse's mentality and physical body to want to seek comfort and, uh, relief and confidence and sureness. So, the better we get at providing that to them through good timing of pressure and release, good communication, uh, teaching them everything we can think of. You know, anything you can think of to teach your horse, uh, depending on how you, uh, you know, how you go about doing whatever it is that you do, is going to increase their confidence or decrease it or keep it right where it's at. So, you want to teach your horse to do a lot of things that, and you know, you might think you may never have a use for, but it's not about if you ever actually need to use that thing you're teaching your horse or not. It's just trying to find every opportunity necessary to get your horse thinking and having the same ideas that you're having, and then get them real, real sure about it. So sure is the key word. So you get them more sure of all of these hundreds of little things uh, you know, side passing, backing up, uh, it could even be backing up when you pull on their tail, you get them more sure and more sure of all these little things. Well, after, you know, 60 days or so, you should have a very, very well-rounded, very, very confident and pretty dang light, uh, you know, pretty light to the touch horse where you're not having to pull or kick a whole lot to get them to do any one thing. And all of it goes together. So, uh, Courtney, that's the kind of stuff I would do and think about. And I hope that helps you out. And if anybody else listening uh, has, and you know, it doesn't have to be a barrel horse. This would apply to every horse, every situation. But uh, the main answer to all of this kind of stuff is get them real sure. Teach them to do all these different things. Get them confident. And as the confidence grows the weirdness such as buddy sour, rearing, spooking, all of that will just kind of melt away. And you don't actually have to focus on trying to fix the problems. All you got to focus on is trying to get the horse more sure of what he knows already. And that's how you fix all of these problems. Uh, so I hope that helps, uh, you out Courtney. I hope that helps everybody else listening to it and, uh, gives you guys some stuff to experiment with. All right. Have a good one. We will see you next time. You've been listening to the Carson James podcast. Real, simple horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week.
If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends. 